Greetings from the city. Yeah, that's right, New York City. I remember when I was younger and a defiant New Englander, and you'd be like, why do they call it a city? Like, there's plenty of cities. And then my buddies from Fairfield County, there weren't even guys that lived in the city, because kids that grow up in the city city, like real city kids, they're always weirder than everybody else. They just are. That can sound like a negative, but I don't even really mean it that way. They're just, look, you guys know what I'm talking about. Kids that grew up in brownstones, you're just different. Um, but the city, there is only one city. There's only one place that should be referenced as the city, and that's just me walking around Mulberry, anywhere in these five boroughs, uh, trying to find the best chicken parm ever. I found it at one spot one night, and then last night I don't think, because I think the waiters were speaking Russian. Uh, I did check out Prince Street Pizza, grabbed a slice of that, so that was a little appetizer. That was incredible. So things are going good, and I'm headed to Chicago tonight. So the I basically was like, all right, Boston's cold, Vermont's really cold, New York City's cold. Is there anywhere else I can go that's colder? Yep, I'll go to Chicago. So I'm headed there for a actually a charity event with Van Pelt. So that's crazy. Um, so Van Pelt's going to join us very shortly. Sarudi, good day to you, sir. What's up? I still can't believe how many people actually think your name is Sir Rudy. Yeah, it uh What the hell is like I don't I don't really understand it at all. I mean, I don't even think that's that shouldn't be the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear that hear my name, but I guess people think I'm knighted, so that's fine. Yeah, can you imagine it. how much more material we would have gotten out of that if you referenced yourself as Sir R U D Y? Yeah, you know, maybe people like, are just come on to the Game of Thrones thing and that's like their only mindset is like everyone is Sir and has to be knighted, like, you know, Sir Gregor Cleane or whatever, but like and I, that'd be cool if I was, but unfortunately I'm not. Yeah, but at the beginning, like, hey, yeah, our board op is also, he refers to him, uh, he refers to himself as a knight because he really likes Game of Thrones, but we'll ignore that content LARP for, guy. for two years. Yeah, loves, wait a minute, what did you just call it? LARP? LARPing? LARPing? Is yeah. that the outdoors? <laughs> yeah, that's medieval... live action role playing. <laughs> what about Lair? What is Lair? Is that map making? Lair, I don't know. Hold on, let me look that up. Yeah, let's let's get a guy. Uh, LARPing is what like, yeah, you know, those guys and, you know, they'll just like be out in somebody's yard with like fake swords and they'll just yell like fireball and they'll like throw a fake thing at somebody and then they, you know, the potions take over. It's, it's it's a pretty cool crew. Yeah. It uh I mean, I'm not knocking anything that really, you know, as we get older and we start to realize how unhappy so many people are, that NBA unhappiness thing has blown up, by the way. Blown up. Yeah, I heard you on, uh, well, I heard, I heard you on Get Up and I heard Jay Will talking about how he disagreed with, um, who was it? With Charles Barkley. Barkley said yeah. that Silver acknowledging that it's a group of unhappy players is the dumbest thing he's ever heard Silver say and, and Jay didn't like that. I didn't think he was talking about a mental health. I thought he was just talking about the general, like, I didn't think he was talking about mental health. I know Kevin Love took it that way. Maybe he was. Maybe maybe Adam Silver was. I thought he was just talking about like guys just genuinely being unhappy with their situations and how whether or not yeah. people like them or not. I think it's two different things because nobody ever – I would never sit there and say, I know these guys. That's ridiculous. I would never sit there and dump on anybody for mental health. stuff. My whole thing was all basketball related, that every superstar, not every single one, but a majority of them, it feels like, oh, all right, I don't like this. I'm unhappy. And then I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to be miserable publicly. And then I'm just going to hope for something else. And Kyrie comes to mind and all these other guys come to mind. But this is now becoming a developing thing, which when I first brought it up, I thought like, hey, this is a big deal. Like, how come nobody's talking about this? And now everybody's talking about it. By the way, quick update. Lair is live action interactive. Wait a minute. Excuse me. Live action interactive role playing explorers. So I don't know if. I don't know what the difference is. I imagine the exploring. 
So you're just instead of like right. fighting, you're like in the woods looking for stuff. Yeah, because I remember I don't know how Kinda like you and Van Pelt that one time. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we did a we did a promo for the Hobbit. That was good money. That was good money. Um, I don't I don't get hit for those much anymore. But Lair, yeah, because you know what's funny? I I wanted to try to decorate my house with um with historical maps and old maps. I wanted to find antique maps and I wanted to frame them. And I came across like this layer wormhole and I started reading all about it and I knew maps were involved. So I think there's probably a lot of, I imagine a lot of the listeners of this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review many times you can. Everybody has to play the game. I continue to play it. I appreciate you playing it along with me. But speaking of games, there's a lot of LARP layer guys probably into this pod and they're freaking out right now that, you know, we're not understanding the, the strict differences in both of them. But when I was searching for maps and looking for stuff to buy, I did buy one of Scotland that I thought was pretty cool. Probably watched Braveheart that week. And I'm almost, I'd say 90% convinced that a guy scribbled something in a pencil and he went Lee Israel on me and just. So not official. It's, it's so not official. It, it's so bad. It's like historic Nordic map of the Vikings. Blah, blah, blah. And I got it. I go, this is actually so bad. I'm not even mad. Like, I think this is so fake. So um, I stopped map buying. But I want to pick that back up. That's 2020 lookout maps. I want to just make this quick because there's two things here and we'll get to it. Maybe... Maybe I'll save the LeBron stuff for Vampel and then we'll segue in. We also are introducing Life Coach, uncertified Life Coach today. We have hundreds of emails coming in, so we appreciate that. What's that address again so people can play along? It's ESPNLifeCoach at gmail.com. And this is where you hit rewind and write it down or memorize it and not just hit us up on Twitter and say, hey, what's that email again? And the book is called Lords of the Realm. So... We're going to read the emails from our applicants, the best applicants, the ones that need it the most. May read with, with, I think, yeah, let's read some of those with Van Pelt. And then we have a real plan here today. So it's interesting. A lot of the, a lot of the guys have similar issues, similar life questions. Um, you're saying I have a a brand. Well, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people flock to you because they, they see themselves, they see you and themselves and they're like, how do I, you know, either be you or how do I, you know, how do I not be single? How do I, you know, get into sports? We've had a lot of get into sports media ones. I don't, we don't want to do that. That's really not like, no, that's not what this is. This isn't a demo tape situation. Um, there are a lot of guys that are trying to be, that are trying to be coaches and don't know how long they should hold on to that dream for. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, everybody's different. Everybody. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to find a person. Well, we are. We're going to pick one, and then we're going to have that person on the pod, mm, depending on how it goes. You know, I also know myself, little little tidbit about me, I can get sick of things real quick. And if I, don't think it's, if I don't think it's working, <laughs> we'll just bail on the whole thing. But I think there's a chance to really do something and maybe even save a life. So if this became really popular, I could see someone at ESPN be like, do we really want... Like, hey, man, all I'm doing is really just giving advice. I'm not, I'm not prescribing meds here. So, just meds for your ears. You want to do a live read now? Why don't we do that? Oh yeah. Anything else going on that I need to know about? I saw Will the other day. Unfortunately, the way our our days align, like I get in here at six six thirty a.m. and by the time his show is on, it's just it's probably not ideal. Yeah, you're not even there, are you? I would imagine. No, no. Yeah, I mom. saw him, and it was we we barely had any FaceTime because I was doing a bunch of taping. And stuff, but uh, looks like I'll be back 
here on the East Coast again soon with the way uh, the way things went this week. Apparently, I did a good job on television this week. Yeah, the, you got the big get-up uh, call up there. It's kind of a kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, pretty excited. We're a suede jacket today. I didn't pack. I didn't pack for two TV days. I only packed for one. It'd be kind of weird if you just showed up in the same outfit the second day. Like, I almost did because I was like, yeah, whatever. I had a gap day in between there. Apparently, the rumor goes because when I started doing the get up stuff, the only other time I did it was that long stretch during the summer, and they told me I was too dressed up. And so by the end, I was I was hoodie, expensive hoodie, but hoodie, t shirt, and some fancy aftermarket sneakers. I'm starting to think there's a sneaker bubble also. That's a whole nother podcast. I'm a little worried about it. Might move might move some of my off-white positions because just walking around New York City, I just think it's funny. Like, look, I'm not Vineyard Vines guy, but Vineyard Vines, you know who we're talking about. Like, that guy's getting destroyed in every single circle. Like, it sucks to be that guy. And yet... That guy in Patagonia guy, definitely. Sure. Okay, all right. So it's, that guy's it's, getting it's killed. the bro guy. Right, right. Oh, whoa. Sweet, you know, sweet. I don't even know if you're saying cheese. anymore. As I wear anymore. a Patagonia vest today, sorry. Right. Oh, Patagonia vest. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Buxton hat. Got it. Or is it Brixton? Um, you know, oh, yeah, what are you in finance? I'm like, okay, fine, fine. Like, that guy's taking it on the chin like never before. But the guys that are doing that, this hipster, what are you wearing, walking around Soho. And I like Soho. It's my favorite part of the city just because I can do everything that's right here. The Equinox is right here. It's convenient to the studio. So that's where I like to, to walk around. But walking around and not having someone take pictures of you on the cobblestone with the sun cutting between the buildings is really depressing, <laughs> like to not have an Instagram photographer for me there. So I'll look at some of these dudes and just – you think they lost a bet the way they're dressing, and maybe that's me not understanding fashion. But I don't want to stick up for Vineyard Vines. And I know people think like, oh, because I'm Martha's Vineyard. Vineyard, like, there's absolutely no connection whatsoever. Um, I couldn't see you possibly wearing a Vineyard Vine shirt. I don't. No, no, no. And you know, I, I understand to. that there's a store there, and that's what it's all based after, and all the whole thing. It's not like I went to high school with the guys. All right, they weren't they weren't hanging sheetrock with me in Oak Bluffs in February. So I don't really know what that rant was, but it was something. I just we're talking about the attire on Get Up. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Because it is, it is kind of strange because I've noticed, like, there are days when, like, Jalen will be really dressed up and Greeny's just, like, you casual. Know what happened? Or, like, you want to know yeah. what happened? I can't. Somebody screwed it up for everybody. What? So, they, they came, they, they set the ball real low or too high? Somebody dressed so poorly that it's now ruined. So then I got done with the pre-show meeting on Tuesday, and it's always a great feeling when you're about to go on TV, and I was wearing, like, a nice James Purse cable knit deal. Mm-hmm. Not longshoreman, but, you know, it was a nice sweater. And I thought I was kind of, you know, doing what I – because at the end of the first run, they were like, stop wearing suits every day. We want it to look different. I went, okay, fine. So then Tuesday we get done with the pre-show meeting, going over the rundown. Head producer goes, is that what you're going to wear on TV? I went, whoa. haven't heard that in a while. I'm my own boss. I'm the boss of me, the CEO of me out in L.A. And so now I got to talk to – I got to answer to the man. And I was like, yeah, it's a nice sweater. He's like, I don't care if it's nice, but – because there's an there's an edict after something that happened that you know step everybody stepped their game up. So if you want get up fashion gossip, you're getting it right here. And it was even offered to me that the manager who was talking to me, well respected guy, was like, "You can wear my dress shirt right now." And I went, "Oh no, like I'm not gonna, I can't do that." Yeah, you can't be wearing other yeah. shirts on TV. Yeah. Hey, sorry, I'm like, did you not know you're gonna be on TV this week? So we had uh, we had a runner. 
It's amazing. We didn't have runners for radio. We had a runner go back to my hotel room and grab a blazer. And then Jalen Rose kept yelling at the runner. He was like, who was in his room when you went in there? And I was like, ha, ha, jokes. <laughs> Guys giving each other the business <laughs> around the old office. <laughs> All right, let's do a read. And then we got Van Pelt. Applying for a loan is a lot like applying for a job that you don't get to interview for. Instead, loan companies make their decisions based off your credit score and history without getting to know the whole you. Now, thanks to Upstart.com, it never has to be that way again. Upstart is revolutionizing the way you borrow money by rewarding you for your job experience and education in the form of a smarter interest rate. So, you know, some of these things when you look at it, and we always have to approve everything when you do these reads. If you're in a spot, some of the stuff out there is just going to get you. It's, it's just set up to get you. This is a little friendlier. Okay, and that's the point. Upstart, unlike traditional credit underwriting, which could be biased against people with short credit history, Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in less than two minutes without affecting your credit score. The best part, once your loan is approved, the funds will be transferred to you the very next business day, the next day. Over 100,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, student loans, fund their wedding, or to make a large purchase. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one Monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash Rusillo, R-U-S-S-I-L-L-O, to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes two minutes. That's it. Two minutes. It's not going to affect your credit score. It's one of those things where it's like, man, is this going to be an inquiry and ruin my credit score? No, Upstart's not going to do that to you. That's upstart.com slash Rusillo. So he's going to be my uh, weekend buddy this weekend, Van Pelt. When are you getting to Chicago? Day of? I can't go till I can't go till Saturday now, which is a bit of a problem. Um, but Such I'll a be day there of Saturday. Guy. That's that's kind of what yeah. you've been the last few years. I'm not knocking it, but you're you're so busy. You really are. A, hey, I'm an in and out, dude. Mm, yeah, but you are. I don't know if I'm going to make it until the day before by my ticket guy. Yeah, I bought my ticket yesterday, but I'm getting there tonight. Ooh. Yeah, look out. I might stay till Monday. When are you gonna when are you guys gonna do are you gonna do back first or or um chest and arms? So for those that need to understand what's going on here, Van Pelt's roommate <laughs> is uh, a guy named Michael Kalf, who I became friendly with just because Scott and I were going out to do the radio show back when we were on in Chicago. That's another story. And then uh He's just awesome. Like, even if I wasn't friends with Van Pelt, I would want to be friends with this guy. Not so much because of him, but because of the access to stuff that he has. Right. And also, um, so you could see who could bench more. Yeah, that's the thing, is that whenever I land there, he'll he'll be like, do you want to come work out? And it's always, like, the fanciest thing, and he picks you up in the nicest car, and it's just, it's this whole deal. And really, he doesn't want to hang out with me. He doesn't want to work out with me. He just wants to show me how great his bench is. (laughs) That's That's it. it. That's it. And it's not that he doesn't like you because he does, but if yes. you're gonna if we're gonna rank the reasons he's hanging out with you, it showing you he's that he's in sick shape at his age and has the percentage of body fat and the ability to throw up the weight he has is number one on that list. That combination of those things, right? Because there was a bit of a controversy last time I was there. I had just <laughs> done chest, and he's like, "No, no, we're doing chest." And I go, "I know what you want to do here." I was like, "But I just did it." He's like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And then I didn't get 315 as many times as he did, so he was just like, 
And then he immediately sends Van Pelt a text. He's like, I killed Rosillo today at the gym. And he is. He Look, he's stronger than me. I, I defer to him. He has much shorter arms. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we're just killing our guy. He's, he's one of my best friends in the world. And you're coming out there to help support an event that is held uh, for a, a rare skin disease that his daughter has called EB. And you're coming in to, to be a, a good friend. And that's awesome. And we're making fun of our guy because he can take it. Uh, he can. And also because he, deser- yeah. he deserves a little bit. Of, no, of, but of ribbing. I would. I actually, that's a really good point that you made about him, is because he's probably as good as anyone I've ever met of giving him a hard time. Like he just kind of doesn't care, which is nope. rare uh, when you actually nope. think about dudes. Doesn't care. So speaking Bring of dudes, what, how, what's going on with you? What's been up? Um, can we start with the, can we start with the, the, with the the Otis the dog update? Because uh, my guy, that uh, became like a fun topic of conversation during our years of having radio. Uh, we got Otis the dog back uh, uh, right after I got married. So it's been a while. Uh, he 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 nearly he nearly checked out on us. Man had a uh, had a bad issue with his had a tumor in his stomach. We didn't know, and it was bleeding, and like he was done. It was it was awful. He if 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 my wife Stephanie didn't know that something was really off and just, she just took him to this clinic. We were down in Florida and uh, these folks in, in for South Florida immediately knew something was wrong. And they're like, your dog's in critical condition. And like an hour later he was in surgery, but I'll just fast forward to the good part, man. They, they managed to take out this tumor, take out his spleen, give him a bunch of blood. And he's now like nothing happened. It wasn't cancerous. It was just a thing. And and God bless him. He's uh, Otis the dog is still alive and well. It's amazing, Ryan. You know how the world works, like social media, this and that. You, you, I shared it there just because I know how people are about dogs. They love them wherever I go. And like I went to a Maryland basketball game not long after uh, we got back, and I see Gary Williams. And Gary Williams is, is, has become a good friend, but he's kind of this legendarily tough guy, right? Right? Like you see, you think of Gary, you think of this wild man on the sidelines. I see him and he comes in, he leans in with a serious look on my on his face. He goes, Hey, Hey, how's Otis? How's Otis a dog? First question, not how are you? How's the kids? How's Steph? How's Otis a dog? I'm like, he's good, man. And people I don't know will just stop me and ask, how's, how's Otis doing? I'm like, it's amazing. He's okay. And, uh, so now for your podcast listeners, uh, Otis, the dog is good, but that was terrifying, man. Um, I, I, I thought I was going to lose my guy, and, and thankfully we did. So that was a mess. Um, other than notice the dog nearly dying, uh, pretty much status quo. Uh, you know, shows. I'm not laughing. I'm just like the transition there was like, yeah, show's good. Yeah. Other than that, it's kids chaos with kids. Um, you know, trying to keep my head above water with them, uh, and it's just it, you know the normal routine. Okay, I do want to transition though. Um, not because we're obligated to talk LeBron at some point, but I've spent the last two days talking about him here, and that means, you know, get up doing the show. And it was something that, you know, I was texting you about months ago where I was like, how come every dude is so bummed out? Like, every guy is so bummed out. And Mm -hmm. so when I look at the LeBron story in L.A., and part of me is like, I can't believe we have to sit here right after he passes MJ. Like, he passes Michael Jordan. Can you imagine, like, when he's drafted going, yeah, I really like him, a lot of size, sees the court well. He'll probably pass Michael Jordan in career scoring. And then, and it happens. And yet, we know that's not really the headline of what the Lakers are, that he's miserable. But now I feel like the team is miserable. And this is uncharted territory for him. Not the first time he's going to miss the playoffs in 14 years, but to maybe be the reason why. 
and not just because of where his play is at, but the general unhappiness around the team. Because now I'm starting to hear stuff that would make sense that the young guys are and Kuzma, Ball, and Ingram all didn't play in the loss to Denver. That all those dudes are like, dude, you had us packed up to move on. Like this doesn't, this isn't a team. This is your deal, and we just happen to have uniforms. So I just feel like now you're noticing this momentum of LeBron being talked about in a way he's never been talked about in his entire career, which coincides obviously with him doing something insane by passing Jordan. Well, you're, it, it's it's a le- legitimately fascinating, um, not subplot, but plot. And yeah. it's something you alluded to when you came on Sports Center a while back with me, and I can't remember exactly when it was. It was good, just though. About the, say again? It was a really good show. I remember that one. Yeah, it was. I think it was one of the times you had on a great suit, which would have been every time, and a great watch also every time. Um, but it was it was it just about the idea of do, do guys want to play with LeBron? And, you know, when, when – to the to the fanboys out there, and I mean, I shouldn't say it that way because I mean, that's like obviously incredibly a derogatory way to put it. But to the fans of LeBron, to hear any suggestion that people in the league wouldn't want to play with him, you'd immediately push back and like, what does that even mean? The guy's been in the finals, you know, all these seven straight years. Um, of course, he wants to play. Uh, people want to play with LeBron. Uh, is it eight straight years, seven eight, straight, whatever the hell it is? It's eight. It, it's eight, right. I'm, I'm thinking as I'm saying, seven's not right, it's eight. Uh, who wouldn't want to do that? Well, maybe a lot of guys, because a lot comes with him. Because whatever you were doing, whatever your daily routine was, whatever your orbit was, it has changed. Because now it will be him, and you will be in his orbit. And what comes with that? Well, a lot of tinkering with the roster and getting it just the way he wants to get it. And then... Jeannie Buss goes to that Sloan conference and calls it fake news. What was fake news? You you didn't try to trade for Anthony Davis because Magic saying you, that they didn't deal in good faith. What part of it's fake news? That didn't make it's any like, sense. Of course it didn't. But people just use that in term now as this catch-all for any news that's probably true that they don't like. You just say it. So, you, so you support Trump. It, Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Let's let's talk politics. No, but it really does become a, it becomes a catch-all to, yeah. to to just use right. that term, and people will just say, "Yeah, the media." Oh, so wait, we just, it was all bull. We just made up that you wanted Anthony Davis. Come on! And every guy on that team, all these young guys, are looking around like, "I, I kind of thought it was cool being in L.A. I like being a Laker. I thought it'd be good to be LeBron." But all I was was bait, and and so all these all these young guys are 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 bummed out. I mean. Newsflash to them, hey, it's a business, and, you know, sorry, but that it, it might not be the only time that you're, you know, find yourself in a trading block. But all of all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it adds up to this uh, fascinating subplot of they're not very good. And, and people will immediately say, hey, you know what, they were fourth before he got injured. Yep, that's true, they were. And since he's been back, they've lost to Atlanta, Memphis, the Pelicans, and the Suns. Um, so... You know, you're right. They were in fourth before the injury. And then since he's come back, they can't beat anybody. Uh, and it is, at 34, a lost year with the most glamorous franchise he's ever played for. And it, it's easy to sit here right now and do what we did, Ryan, in the summer when we go, well, you know, it's the Lakers. It's LeBron. They'll probably figure it out. Well, they didn't last summer. They just put together this odd combination of pieces that didn't fit together. And now here they are. And 
and, and criticism about the whole situation is is warranted. It isn't mean spirited. It's 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 warranted, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I I think you know when they were at that four or five spot, I go, man, are they going to be this good? Like this is nuts because I don't I don't think they're this good. And you can always kind of find the answer to what you're looking for in the schedule a little bit. Like when I was going over the Pacers record without Oladipo, and they're regressing a little bit. The Pacers are they're ten and eight without him, but then there's there's not really. There's one good win in that six-game stretch where they beat the Clippers, and everybody else isn't any good. And so, you all right, so the answer's always kind of in the schedule. So sometimes you can do that with the Lakers a little bit, but now with him back and losing to those teams that you just mentioned, the worst teams in the league, like this is a joke. So I still think they'd be in the playoffs if he doesn't miss any time, despite the under 500 record since he's returned the whole time. But, you know, even if I'm coming on your show months ago and saying, hey, the rumbling around the league is like this next younger generation is kind of all set with this LeBron stuff. I could still go specifically and say, why would Durant want to go help LeBron when he's chasing LeBron's stature in the game? Kawhi, I can never figure out, but he doesn't seem like he wants to play in somebody else's shadow, even if he's not, if his whole, if his whole ad campaign is built on being a beta guy and not an alpha. But, it's hard for me if you ask me, okay, you have to make a bet over the next three years, bet that no one of significance goes and plays with LeBron or someone does. I'd still bet that someone eventually does. And I feel like LeBron or the Lakers and whatever it's been based on what I've heard is that they were a lot pickier this summer about down the road. Oh, would I play with this guy? Would we give this guy money? Would we do this kind of thing? Now I think that they're going to have to kind of widen that search a little bit more. And maybe a Jimmy Butler, who doesn't have a ton of fans in front offices for the kind of max money that he's going to want, if it becomes this thing where LeBron gets stuck with a B, a lower B superstar, and he doesn't ever win a championship again. You know, that's the other thing. Like, I don't like TV shows or guys when a guy comes out, he's like, I'm guaranteeing right now LeBron never wins a title. That's a really easy statement to make, even if we're talking about maybe the second greatest player to ever play this, because this is usually how it ends. Like, just because you want it, just because you're great, it doesn't, it reminds me of all the Kobe stuff. Like, oh, Kobe's not going to go out this way. No one's going to want it more than Kobe. And then guess what Kobe was doing? Nothing at the end. Losing games. I think in a weird way, it probably like was stress, a stress relief for him. He's like, I don't even have a chance with this team, so I'm not as competitive. So all of the things that I'm putting together here, I don't really know what the answer is to it, but it's it's very predictable. When you start losing games in a way you've never lost before and your team's about to miss the playoffs and you're in L.A. and it's not Cleveland or Miami, you're going to get treated and talked about in a way that seems so foreign, but it's not necessarily unfair. Right. And that's the key word. Like it, stuff comes with a territory and you can use whatever cliche you want to use about the, you know, wind blows the hardest at the top of the hill or this or that. I mean, he's been there. Like he's occupied one. a rare space. And it is interesting with the passing of, of uh, Michael, but in the context of a game in which they're getting destroyed, they come back and make it competitive and then end up losing by a lot. And then you got Rondo sitting in a spot away from the team and he's like you know i did this a bunch this year nobody noticed it now it's a big deal well it, all, everything is a big deal now because now we've got this different lens on it of the finality of a season which won't include lebron in the playoffs at this age where he hasn't shown great regression as a player i mean he still continues to be in, uh, as good as anyone but it's it's more to me about who who's interested in, in being part of of this uh, storyline moving forward with him and and what's the what's what's the toll on these young guys? Because like it's easy to, to look at the young generation of guys and 
you know, the, you know, there's the social media presence and you ask, okay, well, what's important to them? And they've been part of uh, a, a bad Lakers team, but LeBron was supposed to come in and be the magic perfume that made everything smell better. And instead it's almost, you know, the word toxic gets overused, but there's some toxicity here. And, and, and I think it's reasonable to say, man, if you're one of those guys, you'd probably be really bummed out about what, what you thought you were going to be part of versus what the reality of being included in it was. Yeah, all of that, all of that makes sense. I can't imagine being one of those dudes. And sometimes it's easy to be like, well, whatever, you're not LeBron, you're not any of those guys. I'm, I'm very certain that younger guys look at LeBron differently, going like, all right, and yeah. awesome, but this are there, isn't are there, sweet. By the way, are there are there gamma guys and delta guys? Do we get that far down, or do we, is it just alpha and beta? Because I want to know, like, who are the gamma, delta, epsilon guy? Like, I, hey, I'm an epsilon guy over here. I'm just. I'm just happy to get a jersey and some of those cool socks. Are we talking about white fraternities or black fraternities? <laughs> I'm talking about the whole Greek system, Ryan. You pledge the whole system. I don't see color. I just I'm just happy to be part of Greek life. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What is a delta? I, I think it's pretty much alpha and beta. I think we know that it's kind of like. No, I know. I just was, right. I was just kind of laughing to myself about that because it isn't. It isn't. Do you remember the Greek alphabet? I think I went through it. Alpha, Bama, Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Theta, Iota, Kappa, Lambda, Moon, Nu, Xi, Omicron, Pi. And then I get, it gets fuzzy in the end, Rose, something, something. Right. Wow. That was pretty good. Do it. Like I, I was cooking. I was cooking. This is important. I, I needed to, huh? No, I just think about anything that you went through in hazing. Be like, don't laugh. This is important. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It's true. Nothing. It, it was. It was critically right. important right. to learn all this. This thing. isn't also a joke. To get people. Yeah, get eat dipped and all that horrible stuff. These are our founding fathers. This isn't funny. <laughs> I know them. I think. Uh, meanwhile, the meanwhile the Clippers going to get everybody in the in the free agency in the summer. And the Lakers they're not going to strike out, right? If if I were betting it based on the rumor thing right now, which means this stuff can change. I mean, with this moody crew of superstars, you think I could predict what the hell's going on? Yeah, uh, that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just Why you, every, you and Simmons did it, and it was, and I've, I referenced it on the show that, that you and like when you and Simmons were talking about it with like with Kyrie and with, but and I had with texted Rand you and, my list. And then, Remember, I texted yeah, my I list like two months ago. I go, wait a minute, there's like an, there's an article here. Like somebody needs to do this column that has more free time. But go ahead, I, I jumped you there. Yeah, just but just what you talked about, and then Bill talking to to to, to Commissioner Silver, who was I thought. As, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always impressed with, with him when he speaks, but I mean, his grasp of it, right? His grasp of the understanding of of this really complicated superstar dynamic that, that exists right now in the NBA. And and I know people eye roll at it because like, whatever, bro, you're you're making 25 million, you're flying private, and your 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 issues aren't my issues, and so just figure it out. But it, that I understand why people would say that, and I don't understand why Kyrie has spent so much time seemingly being just just put upon and, and, and in this misery, and why his team is as well. Like, how's that happen? Like in October, you're doing if you guys will have me, and now it's like what is this like an episode of The Bachelor? You know, like you're, you're going to love him forever, and then you realize eh, you know we don't know each other that well. Kind of got forced into this situation, and now I don't want to do it anymore. Like, is that what we're doing? Where is you wanted to go there to be the guy? Now you want to go somewhere else, potentially to be with Kevin Durant? Because guess what? You're not the guy if he's also there, and he's also 
dealing with this stuff, and why do I have to talk to you? And it's like, my God, everyone's so pissed. It's That's just, right. I, and I, and I, I, th- it, it, I don't get it. I think it's really important to separate the two, right? To be to be sensitive about everything, because if we're talking just straight up mental health of guys, then you know of who course. are we? Who are we to you know sit there? We don't know any of these guys. Like we can have them on the show. Like you have a great thing going on with Durant, but it doesn't mean you know them. And and I've always tried to learn as I get older. Like don't ever pres- like unless you actually do know a guy pretty well, don't ever assume that you do. So if we're talking about mental of health course. and that kind of stuff, like. You know, Mike Greenberg, who I did get up with this week, has been very open about some of the stuff that he's battled with. Like, that's the thing that I go, okay, man, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to touch that. What I'm talking about is basketball happy, unhappy. And this, I don't know that this is mental. I think there's just this thing where it's like, man, I don't like this anymore. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the number two. Like, I'm out. And it's like, well, you have two years left in your contract. Yeah, whatever, man. Player empowerment. And, you know, the NFL doesn't have that. We don't, I don't know how happy or unhappy the top 10 players are in the NFL because they don't have a structure to be able to force their way out the way the NBA guy does. We're always more intimate with the NBA player than we are with the NFL star. I mean, it's just kind of the way basketball is and, and just, you know, there's just, there's just different things. We know what it is, even if we can't specifically label it. And so when you have Kawhi quit for a year, and I've been over this entire list the whole time, Paul George bounced, Chris Paul at one point, LeBron's miserable, Durant's unhappy, you know, Butler's been mad the whole time. I don't know that this is always about mental health as much as it's just, well, look, eight years ago, LeBron. I mean, think about how dumb it is the overreaction of LeBron going to Miami. He was with Cleveland, played out the two contracts, and decides as a free agent, you know what, I want to go to the Heat with my buddy Dwayne Wade and live in South Beach and try to win. And they go to four straight finals, and it works. And people were mad about him, but that was a real, if we were looking at the if there was a book called Sapiens, just about NBA players, that would be a very specific date there in 2010 where LeBron's like, I'm out. When back then, still a lot of front offices were placing the bet on, hey, he's just going to take the extra year. He's going to take the extra money. He's going to take the raises. And that started a shift where guys could go, you know, LeBron hasn't asked for a trade at any point with time still remaining on his contract and he still gets dumped on, which seems absurd when you have these other guys. Kyrie had two years left on his deal and was like, I want out of here. That means there's going to be a guy with three years left on his deal. And this is the part of it that I always worry about. I worry about it for the league. It turns me off at times. And I think whenever the, whenever the, the ask gets raised, it just sort of collectively raises the bar where a player can be like, yeah, you know what? I actually want to be the alpha, but this sucks because now we're winning 30 games. So now I kind of like to be an alpha two with another buddy that's really good, but only if we summer together and then I'll do that. And like that, that becomes entitlement more than it becomes just happy, unhappy. And that's a turnoff. I agree. It's, it's empowerment versus entitlement. And you, you and I have had these conversations, you know, privately just. Me, you and me doing segments uh, driving down the road on the phone, uh, which I think it, I just do because I miss them. <laughs> I know that's what ends up happening. Uh, I'm always want to talk. You, I'm like, yeah, so I'm going to talk. You, to you. Want, but 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 this one in particular is, is just there's so much there's so much depth to it because you're you're entirely right to point out that that just because you're some superstar doesn't mean you can't be you know carry stuff around with you that's real and heavy. Sure. But then. I don't want to hear that when it's like, nah, I just don't want to be in New Orleans anymore because the front office sucks. But I got, I got a year and a half left, and I'm going to create this impossible situation to manage because Anthony Davis, who's not done anything to make anybody look at him 
um, with anything other than uh, admiration and appreciation, I think you're, at least for me, I'm like, man, that's garbage. You, you can't, you can't do that. LeBron was a free agent and people got mad at him. He was entirely allowed to do that. And then the next guy was mellow. And then mellow was clearly not didn't want to be in Denver. And then, and then in many cases, here's the other thing, like look backwards, right? Look backwards with the, with the clarity of knowledge of what's actually happened and ask how many of those things like work out like mellow in New York was, was that a win? You know what I mean? Like, how did it go? Um, no, it and, wasn't and, a win for. I mean, look, actually, there's a little stretch there where Melo probably deserves to get more credit because they were competitive. Agreed. They were. I mean, he Agreed. was in the MVP race one year. I mean, look at that stuff. But long term, well, in know. totality, right? In totality, because he got to go home to a place he really didn't grow up, but no big deal. Like, <laughs> I'm coming home, and and what they do, they like they won one playoff series against Boston, but Boston was injured. Yay! That, that's it. And so everybody that's bummed out about their situation, I get it, but there have been good players on bad teams in sports forever. And this new, like, oh, I'm on the player side. Why? Because well, imagine you live in New Orleans. Would you be on the side then? Like, you're just supposed to go, oh, that's, well, he doesn't like it. So now we, he, we, ha- we have to trade him because, no, you don't. Not, not under his terms, you don't. And like you look at look at it compared to like an, and there's there's one obvious NFL situation as we speak with Antonio Brown who just decides I can't nah I'm done with this and you got Larry Fitzgerald who's not a peer he's he's beyond um, Brown in terms of years served and one of the all time great receivers who comes out and is like man Brown doesn't know how good he's had it in Pittsburgh playing with that guy here's a guy who's been on a worse team for much of his time with Arizona. They obviously had that one great stretch where interestingly, they played Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl. but here's a guy in Fitzgerald. that's like, man, like you're bummed out about playing in that offense with that quarterback and getting those numbers and getting like, he didn't say all these things, but that's, you know, he didn't bring up targets. That's more for TV guys. But you look at it like an NFL guy, like Fitzgerald saying about a guy like Brown, man, he's not saying, hold your hold your thoughts here but he is saying you've had it pretty good and whereas in the nba it's like you know power to the player well okay i'm not anti-power to the player i just think it's got to be reasonable because as you say when's a guy reached the point where it's like three years out like nope can't do it that's bs man you've got a contract and in davis's case it's paying 25 and 27 million dollars so it's i don't want to hear the indentured servant part like that gets brought up with college players but what, what like he's like he's being held hostage now it was a good contract you signed it and i'm sorry you don't like your situation but come on man come yeah, on and that's that's whenever something's happening i go okay what's what could happen in three years though you know and this is in a very short amount of time It'll happen. changed into something right? and you go you know, the first demand, the first time a demand happens, you go, oh, my gosh, like, what does this mean? And then you can always look back at stuff five years later and be like, you know, maybe that wasn't really that big of a deal. I think wherever we're at right now, if this gets progressively worth, it's a real problem for the league. Okay, with Van Pelt, we're doing the life advice coach thing, the applicants. Uh, we're going to get to that, but first, Simply Safe. Here's something interesting. Studies show that security systems deter burglars. It's a fact. But there's still a burglary every eight seconds in America. How? Well, think about it. Do burglars give up just because some houses have security systems? Of course not. They just find a house that isn't protected. That's why securing your home is truly a necessity. So let me recommend this brilliant security system. But first, let me tell you who they are. They're my friends at Simply Safe. Simply Safe believes fear has no place in a place like home. 
So they made their system ridiculously smart. Simply Safe sensors will protect every point of access to your home, doors, windows, garage, you name it. If a burglar even tries to break in, an ear-shattering siren will let them know the police are already on the way. Best of all, Simply Safe's 24/7 monitoring is just 14.99 a month. And they'll never lock you into a long-term contract. All right? So, hey, this isn't worth it. I'm out. Other companies don't do that for you. Simply Safe does. And more than 3 million people already know it feels good to fear less with Simply Safe. So, go with the only home security I trust, Simply Safe, by going to simplysafe.com slash Ryan, R-Y-E-N. Go today and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash Ryan, R-Y-E-N. For the home security I trust, simplysafe.com slash Ryan, R-Y-E-N. Uh, we need some help from you here. Because we have a new segment that we're unveiling, and that's why we wanted you on today, okay? Mm. I miss our old life advice stuff that we used to do and the combination of the mailbag. And it's a mailbag, yeah. I guess they just pulled all the mailbag stuff from YouTube. Is that YouTube or is that us? I I know we both don't know the answer. right? No, we don't. But I I, I apologize if if ESPN had anything to do with it. I'll I'll find out and I'll I'll fight somebody because those – those really were like if you got if if I got like took six lefts and a right and then ended up in an alley and a wormhole at late night I'd hit a mailbag. You were so funny in those so consistently it was impossible how funny you were in those mailbags. Impossible. I agree. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we've decided to do is we gave out a, a, a just an email where. I am going to be like this uncertified life coach where we're going to go through resumes here. We have applicants. They've sent in emails okay. with their current situation conundrums. And mm-hmm. I want you to, I'd like you to advise and then we're going to have a dude on. So the email could be really funny, but the person could come on the podcast and actually suck and it'll fall apart. There's a chance this works. There's a chance it doesn't, but I'm, I'm all for it. I needed something creatively to kickstart everything. Good. So are well, you there's ready? One thing we know, it's that the guys, the guys and gals that would listen to us through the years were, were consistently brought the actual funny. So I have faith that no, whoever you get serious. is going to, is going to deliver. Okay. All right. Our first guy, Zach, longtime listener, 24 single male, Maryland. Oh, what's up? He a Terp. Um, probably white. Went to Maryland. Uh, I'm on this. No, I'm just on this big Maryland. Oh, Layman, Layman, Len, and uh, Herder. How about Alex Len's numbers lately? I'm just on this Get big, big boy. Yeah, I don't know if Maryland wants to put that in the brochure that we're a white pro basketball factory. It just feels that way. I don't know. I got to do some more research on it. Um, all right. So anyway, Maryland, he's at a major crossroads. You're 24, dude. You're not at any kind of crossroads. Went to school no for crossroads. education, teaching, but don't want to do it. Hmm. Oh, so summers off isn't all it's all it's turned out to be. So I've been working in restaurants for six years. I got offered a job as an assistant general manager at a new place, but I'm thinking about saying screw it all and becoming a professional poker player plus some relationship issues. Why would you have any relationship issues when you're telling the person you're dating you may say screw it all and become a professional poker player? Uh, he has some thoughts on the Orlando Magic here, but we're not going to get to those right now. So that's Zach. He's applying. Okay. Um, I can relate. I can, well, I can, I mean, I, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have, I might have to recuse myself because we're talking about a kid from Maryland who's kind of not figured it out yet and has probably gambling issues. So, I mean, it sounds like maybe young Van Pelt. So why UNG young VP, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to probably be predisposed to think that that's somebody that, that, that ought to be uh, considered. All right, we got another one here. This is from 
I don't know. Are we supposed to say their names? I think so. I mean, if they're sending us the emails, uh, tour. And wait, like, what, what are you going to decide? What are you going to decide to do with them now? Who I want to help the most. I, well, maybe I shouldn't say most, but who we think is in most need or what would be the best part for the podcast. Zach's fine. fine. Zach's fine. He's probably really good at poker, obviously, or he wouldn't be considering it. Zach will be fine. He's, he'll be all right. Okay, so here's a, a different question uh, from Tor. It says, hey, right. Saruti, so to the show. Saruti, get ready to read the next one. I have a sort of relationship conundrum. Hope that qualifies for this. I'm about to turn 26 uh, and recently started seeing a girl who's 30. She's very type A personality. Yeah, until she, until she doesn't want to be an alpha anymore. Um, mm-hmm. She's very successful. It's uh, pretty hot. The interesting part is that she let me know via text before a meeting that she's experimenting with <laughs> What's she experimenting with? Uh, let's just say multiple partners and that I'd oh. probably be her secondary or tertiary partner. I love the use of tertiary anytime ever. Um Yeah, especially when it's being like second the second choice as a as as a mate. All right. So she sent she sent a text about that. Um right before a meeting? The interesting part is that she let it know via text before meeting. So he started seeing her, but she gave him a heads up, like, "Hey, you're going to be, you're going to be two or three on the depth chart at some point." Oh, you're not going to get major minutes. <laughs> you're going to be Alvin Kamara at Tennessee. <laughs> wow! Right? So uh, we hit it off really well, though, and started seeing each other three, four times a week for the first three-ish weeks. Yeah, because dude, I mean, it's new. Yeah. She told me she cut way back on seeing one guy, so. <laughs> I'm just all I'm thinking about is Well, yeah, there's only so many hours in the day, man, right? This guy's like got meetings to go to. How many, how many, how many? Oh, I'm sorry, I've got to go off. Keep going. No, I mean, it's this stuff is writing itself here. I, you're right. Keep going. Um, she told me she cut way back on seeing one guy and stopped seeing another guy altogether. I've been going on first dates here, but nothing that serious. Women don't tend to be super on board with the whole uh, thing. So he's telling women he's going on a dates with, oh, by the way, I'm second, third on Deb's depth chart. Uh, yesterday she texted me, there's an issue with my dog and how it affects my lifestyle. Vote, quote, wet dog smell. It's been raining a lot lately, but sh- it should stop soon. Behavior. Uh, he jumps on the bed sometimes, but he's noticeable. Uh, it's noticeably doing it less. And Drool has been bugging her, so she wants to either cut back or stop seeing me. For the record, the relationship had been unambiguously honeymoon phase up until that text, even giving the poly, uh, even given the poly thing, uh, she has been open about telling me when she goes on a date with another guy. And she's even been asking me for feedback on flirty texts to send to a new woman she met and is interested in. Wait, wait a minute. Um, Hold on. let me read that again. She's been open about telling me when she goes on a date with another guy and has even been asking me for feedback on flirty texts to send to a new woman she met and is interested. In. Oh, wait, whoa. All right, so the dog thing seems weird to me, especially since she wants to keep seeing me, but casually, i.e., to hook up. Any experience with poly relationships, and am I just getting dumped but not dumped? Could use some sage wisdom from the eternally single guy who always makes relationship analogies. Whoa. There's a a lot in that U-Haul right there, you know? There's there's a lot that that, that we're going to have to sort out. that I mean, here's the thing. By the time you make your choice with this person, that that relationship will have ended, right? I mean, yeah, this like, guy's your dog. Your dog, like Otis, the dog is. Like he's you know, hopefully this guy's dog 
occupies an important place in his life. And so this, this lady that's, you know, got a roster, uh, you know, she, you know, you're going to, that the dog's going to win that one eventually. Cause yeah, she's on franchise mode. She's on like franchise yeah, mode right. with other people. And, and you're like the easiest thing. You could just do this right now because I don't know by the time if we picked him and got him on next week's podcast, it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This thing's going to flame out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, she's, she wants you to get rid of your dog for her when sometimes like he already answered his own question. Like we've actually yeah, moved up the depth chart. Yeah. You have because it's new, dude. New always. And he just wants to come. He just wants to come on and get some Rosillo shine, you know, which is a lot of people do. I, I understand that. I just I don't I don't think we can help this guy. I think he's going to have to help himself. Okay, uh, Sarudi, do you have one here? This is from an interesting name. Um, I, I don't know if this is going to be a serious one. This one's very serious. All right, let's skip that one. Yeah, then. I have one that I that I think we should read. All right, go go for uh, it. This is from Kathleen, actually. Hey, what's uh, up? It's a short one, but she says, to the podcast. Uh, how do you yeah. get a divorce from someone who wants to drag out the process? <laughs> <laughs> I've done mediation. He walked out. I've meditated. I've sent good vibes. I've prayed. Still no divorce. I have a court date in June, but I know he'll postpone. <laughs> We've been married 19 years. No drugs, no cheating, etc. I just don't like him. Thoughts? <laughs> wow. See, here's what I, here's the life advice stuff through the years. It, it, it rarely disappointed, but like this, like this, these things sound like real serious Dr. Phil type things. Like 19 years and I don't like the guy. Like, I don't know. I mean, what, what kind of clarity are you going to be able to provide here to Kathleen? Yeah. Defiant in divorce. I mean, I've unfortunately sat through the same divorce multiple times, but I, I don't know if I'm qualified for this one, you know? Yeah. Poor Kathleen. Yeah, I think we're more just sort of like, sort of like shirt and pregame options. You know, yeah. don't make the same mistakes we did, kind of stuff. Right. right. I mean, that's. I mean, I think that's sort it's of where we excel, which maybe brings us back to the poker guy. Maybe that's sort of a guy. Yeah, that, I don't. Younger, younger Rosillo can relate more to the, with with some because you because ultimately, let's be honest, don't you want a good segment, don't you? Yeah, I want a good segment. But that sounds like really serious. And I, I haven't been married, so it's tough for me to say, like, this is how I could understand going, yeah, just not going to divorce you. Sorry. Like, that would suck. You got to take a knee there. All right. So Rudy's got another good one. Well, well done. All right. This is, this a little bit lighter. Um, and I think, Ron, you could kind of relate to this one. Van Pelt, you probably could, too. It's from Alex. He said, uh, I was thinking about proposing to my girlfriend about eight months ago when her older sister got engaged somewhat unexpectedly. The uh. sister's fiancé shares the same first name as me, uh, but he's a few years older, works commercial real estate. I've been uh, waiting for their wedding to pass before I pop the question. The wedding's in about two weeks. Um, I thought I had a number in my head for how much I was going to spend on a ring, and then I found out the fiancé spent about three to four times the number I had in mind. How close uh, to the number do I need to be? I feel like I care more about stone integrity than diamond size. Is this crazy? Finally, the sister's fiance doesn't follow me on Instagram. Are we cool? Stone integrity. Does he follow him on Instagram? Yeah. Stone integrity. Yeah, like clarity and like that. Is that, is that what? I, did I hear that right? Like yeah, stone like yeah, like you know, like the, the you know the clarity. You know, I don't know. I, I bought. What is he, Avi from Snatch? Like gonna go over to, gonna find, gonna have to go get it back from Boris the Bullet Dodger. What are we talking about here? Um, I, I, I sounds like the other guy. What's this guy's name? 
Alex. No, uh, Alex, yeah. So they have the same Yeah, name. Alex, the commercial real estate guy, is is like the character in Step Brothers that's got the range, and he's got the, the Sausalito wine mixer, right? Like, he's, he's on that level. Oh, sweet child. Sorry, I watched yeah, that Yeah, there night. you go. All of that. It's all sing together. That's um, a different pitch for me. It I, very good. I, I think you get, you know what, Alex, young Alex is not the commercial real estate guy that's got the clarity. You get the, you get the best diamond you can get. You worry about you. Don't worry about that guy. Alex, I, I can I tell this other Alex is Alex number two, who didn't email the show, Shocker. is in Alex number one's head, okay? I, I'm yeah. sorry to say that to Alex number one, but the fact that you even brought up that he doesn't follow you on Instagram, that means you're thinking about it a lot. Hey, look, I've been there. There's a couple of relationships that I've had. I'd be like, serious? Like, this is what we're going to do here? I'm like, and I got the unfollow? And... uh but that's just what happens. Like when you're older and you go through all the social media stuff, you don't realize like later on, but like that's just how business is done. Like you just, hey, everybody, we're done here. All right. A little bit of a rant. Maybe that didn't make any sense to this. So I apologize, but I, I'm worried about Alex number one more than I'm worried about stone integrity, about the price of the ring, about the timing of it. Oh, I was going to propose, but then he did. Like this is, this is some real Paul George behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I stopped thinking about it a minute ago and I thought, who do I follow on Instagram? And it's you, Chris Long, and my wife. That's it. That's the three. I follow my brother who's a DJ and an 11-year-old. That's it. And the thing is, is if, you know, you're in the mix and you're out there trying to make some moves, you should start following a lot of people, you know? Maybe I'm not, a pro I, surfer. I'm, I just... You know, maybe you don't. You're not active. The last one you put out was the one of you as a kid, and then side by side with you boxing out Usain Bolt. <laughs> yeah, it's a ten year challenge. That you're young, young Rosillo in that little bolo tie in the vest. I, I, I don't. You know me. I don't laugh out loud a lot. I, I audibly, I audibly cackled at that one. I appreciate that. I got to do a better job. I may have to just take it seriously because there have been a couple of meeting somebody and then I got ghosted. I would say, I'm not going to give you the time frame here, but there was a recent ghosting and it was a hundred percent when I did some, I, I just followed up. I was like, what happened there? They were like, she looked at your Instagram and she didn't get that. It was all a joke. I was like, Oh, see, okay. Well then here's what we're going to do right now. We're having a little life advice for Ryan is if somebody went to your Instagram and didn't appreciate the, 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 penthouse level genius in those posts, then then that's not anybody you're going to be able to spend any real time with. You're going to have honeymoon phase like the guy that's the third on the depth chart. But then ultimately, you know, you're going to do some post that's brilliantly funny and then she's not going to like it or get it. And then you're just going to be like, well, whatever. I got to go. I got to go. Right. That'll be the end of that. That's uh, what I've heard. But. What are you supposed what to if do? She was going to be number out pictures and, right. and sunset pictures and tweet out a picture of some sea bass with some saffron <laughs> risotto so that, so that oh, look, he's he a foodie. No, he's not. We all got to eat. Yeah. I hear that crap. I am going to be launching my fitness vlog, though, uh, coming up soon. <laughs> so stay posted. Mastodon and, and hack squats. <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay plugged in for that one. Okay, so will you come back and... We'll keep you plugged in on who we picked here. We have a ton of emails to go through. That's just a little sampling. And then I we're, we're going to have the person on. I could have done this a lot longer. It's just I'm at the mercy of the New York studios here. So, uh, Well, tell everybody in New York hello. Um, and, yeah, I, I'd love to know because I miss the mailbags. I miss the all of the different, you know, on-point sort of uh, help that I feel like you've given through the years. Um, and, I, you know, 
I'm up for it. We let Dump go without a Dump just died. So did Sweats and Balls. We never opened up our equipment store, just, which would have been great. No, I, I wanted to open up it. Dump a lot more because it was all Grizzlies games. That was all we were going to run. You're home for Grizzlies games. <laughs> and uh, I still have my shirt. I still have my it was in a drawer. Yeah, I still have my dump shirt too. And then yeah. sweats and balls. People really wanted to get involved in that. And that yep, athletic a lot career. of we could have gotten some got some capital for a startup with that. But I think that I think that the life helps stuff. But I mean, I didn't know it was going to be this serious. So I'm kind of bummed out now. Yeah, some of these things, some of the headlines. Like I got two that say divorce. There's another one I didn't even want to read. Like, uh don't. No, I'm not. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. But it, well, look, I'm not going to read it on the podcast. I'm going to read all of your emails because I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, all right, man. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks. Always a pleasure. Be well. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out all the Rosillo Show podcast on Apple iTunes podcast page or, of course, the ESPN app and subscribe as much as possibly can. And um, I think we have a really good one scheduled for you next week. It's so amazing. I can't even tease it yet because I'm not sure if we have the guest yet. 